0: and welcome back to yet another episode of the Alternate Oscars. I am your host, Gabe Warren, and with every episode, I, along with the special guests will be celebrating and rewarding our favorite films of each year starting in 1928. We'll discuss our brief thoughts on each film we nominate, and comment on the actual Oscar year, and some fun details on the ceremony. A few rules we always follow. We will be strictly following the reminder list of eligible releases, those can be found on the website and the Oscar goes too. The amount of categories will also grow over time as a sort of tie-in to the Academy's evolution of time. With all that said, I would like to welcome my latest guest, Chelsea Eichholz.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Yes. So um, it's yes, it's great to have you on here again. <laughs> so. How are you doing today? How's your day been?
1: It's been good. I did another podcast and just been busy, been moving, lots of things going on. How about you?
0: Doing good myself. Um, I've been doing a bit of moving myself is in that my sister and her boyfriend are moving in and I'm just waiting to be able to move into a new house.
1: There and,
0: you go. Yeah. So, today we're going to be talking about the movies of 1939, widely considered by many to be the greatest year for American cinema, or at least one of the greatest years. It's certainly up there. And I think a good place to start would be to ask, what were your favorite films from this year that were not eligible? This can be any film that was released in 1939, but was not on the reminder list of eligible releases.
1: So I had to message you about this because most of my favorite films were eligible, but then you reminded me, the rules of the game. The, I guess, best foreign film, best international film. It was not eligible. I just didn't realize that. So yeah, that'd be the one.
0: Yeah, that is... Obviously, that's a classic, and... Has a lot to say about how the elite can afford to be so callous in the face of global crises and and it's that's a good thing still-
1: everything has changed since then yes. this film came out and it fixed all those problems
0: yes <laughs> sadly still relevant today
1: oh yeah <laughs> but yes
0: uh, yeah so, I guess now is the time to announce our nominees. So, if you're not already familiar with how we do it, we usually start with the last category and end with the first and take turns announcing our nominees. And as, and of course, the guest goes first.
1: Let's see, are we starting with best special effects? Yes. Is that the one. Yay. Well, I'm a bummer and only picked three nominees because I guess I just have high standards for this category. But I did. Gone with the winds. Only angels have wings. And the Wizard of Oz. What about you?
0: I have um, Gone with the winds. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Only angels have wings. Union Pacific and The Wizard of Oz. I think these five nominees are pretty self explanatory and just their importance in the field of special effects. I guess Union Pacific is interesting for being technically the first ever um, Palm D'Or winner, which is.
1: That is significant. We gotta give up credit for that. It's a film yeah. I have not seen, so I didn't feel comfortable uh, just adding it on there. Yeah.
0: Understandable. Um, it is odd that that film was, and The Wizard of Oz were in contention for the Palme d'Or.
1: You know, the Palm has always had the artsy and the popular. You have to have a little bit of everything.
0: Yes, um, I'm just thinking of Shrek.
1: I mean, Shrek is a cinematic classic at
0: this yes. point. Yes, yes. I love Shrek. hmm So next up is best film editing. hmm okay. Oh, you go first.
1: Oh, I can go first. Oh, boy. Okay, this was tough for me. I really... I think so many of these films are so well edited to the point I just made a giant list and just started crossing them off. So I have Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Only Angels Have Wings, Stagecoach, The Wizard of Oz, and The Women. I tried to have a nice little range of different genres. What about you?
0: My nominees are The Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, The Roaring 20s and The Wizard of Oz.
1: There we go we have like some overlap a little bit.
0: Yes um and I did think hard about what I was going to nominate before settling on these five.
1: Yeah I was torn between things that were like a technical feat like Gone with the Wind, which ultimately didn't make my list. And then some that are like, this editing's a little more subtle, like a Mr. Smith or the women where it's a lot of talking. And I guess people don't realize when there's a lot of overlapping dialogue, it's very difficult to edit. And so those ones really impressed me because I like could follow everything and they were so quickly paced. I loved them.
0: Definitely that. So next up, are the cinematography categories, starting with color.
1: Okay, I have The Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, The Little Princess, The Private Lives of Elizabeth and Essex, and The Wizard of Oz. What about you?
0: I think I have the same five.
1: Hey, looky there. That means we're correct, right?
0: Yeah. We're the
1: deciders.
0: Yep, Um, uh, Drums Along the Mohawk was nominated here, but I don't think that film's look has aged well.
1: And I just haven't watched it out of no interest.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's not essential, John Ford.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I'm not a completist. I don't need to watch everything ever nominated. Sometimes when I'm told I won't like it, then I'm like, I'll just save myself the time.
0: Uh, I wish I could be like you in that regard, but I kind of feel an obligation to watch at least almost every film because for the sake of this podcast, and <laughs> usually it leads me to watch crap like Dragon Seed and the Jolson Ooh. story. <laughs>
1: No, you're much braver than I am. I'm just too old in life. I have so (laughs) so much little left.
0: Yeah. Gotta know your priorities.
1: I do, and my priorities were best cinematography for black and white, because I think all these were bangers. Um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I mean, beautiful. The Lady Vanishes. I mean, classic... I got the Criterion. Beautiful. Only Angels Have Wings. One of just my favorites. It's a delight. And it's just beautiful. Stagecoach. I mean, I feel like history, like, it's been good for that one. And Weathering Heights. And what about you?
0: That's an excellent nominees. Mine are The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Of Mice and Men, The Lady Vanishes, Stagecoach, and Wuthering Heights.
1: See? Four out of five crossover. Look at us go. Yes. Alrighty. What category is next?
0: Best Art Direction.
1: Okay. Yeah, this one was again tough because there are so many beautiful films that came out this year. Um, I have Gone with the Wind, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Stagecoach, Wizard of Oz, and Wuthering Heights.
0: That's an excellent set of nominees. It's kind of amazing how many folks this year had just excellent production design. And something like Stagecoach, Sometimes people take for granted the necessity of great production design to recreate stuff like the Old West.
1: I agree with you. And then there's
0: Watering Heights, which is...
1: It's just such a, like, I'm not a big fan of the actual story. Like, I'm not gonna go read that book again, but I think this film is so well put together and shot, and the art direction is a big part of that. I spared no detail.
0: Spared no expense. So my nominees are Alexander Nevsky, The Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and The Wizard of Oz.
1: Very, very nice. So many good ones there yeah and then let's see what category do we have next
0: next is best costume design
1: oh no did i forget one i think i did let me think though it will only take me a minute i mean i might only have the one because i think there's one perfect one (laughs) apologies for forgetting a category (laughs) No worries. like my instinct is wizard of oz just because like come on y'all come on that film it is doing what nobody else is really doing everybody else it's like period piece, cool like i could say withering heights i could say gone with the wind like very well deserved films but like i'm gonna be real it's wizard of oz for me it's the only one that comes to mind
0: All right, so those are your three nominees.
1: I will say those are my three nominees and so much suspense about my winner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So my nominees are Alexander Nevsky, The Four Feathers, Dawn with the Wind, The Wizard of Oz, and Wuthering Heights.
1: Yay, you had all mine.
0: <laughs> Great gowns, beautiful gowns,
1: literally beautiful gowns and so many. What do we have next? Makeup?
0: What's
1: oh, uh, Yes. OK, another one where I was ruthless and only had three nominees because I'm like, you got to really impress me. Um gone with the wind again. This film, so many technical feats. I think that's why it holds up in certain spots. Hunchback of Notre Dame and Wizard of Oz.
0: Can't go wrong with those.
1: You can't. I mean, a little bit in Wizard of Oz, it did like maim an actor well, who had to be well, recast. but
0: <laughs> Oh yes, that. Um, <laughs> but at least for what we from what we see on the screen. Uh so, my nominees are Gone with the Wind, Goodbye, Mr. Chips, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Private Lives of Elizabeth and Essex, and The Wizard of Oz.
1: There we go. Perfect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty, let me go on so to ne- next.
0: Next sound. is Best Sound Recording.
1: Okay, another one that was very difficult because we're, we're we're at least a good decade into sound now. It's like so many things, we've come a long ways. So I'm gonna say, Gone with the Wind, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Only Angels Have Wings, Stagecoach, and The Women. Excellent. Mm-hmm.
0: I did consider Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, but ultimately I settled for The Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, Of Mice and Men, The Wizard of Oz, and The Women.
1: It was tough because I'm like, do I want it like sound effects? Do I go with actual sound recording? Cause some of that dialogue is so crisp in some of those films. So I tried to give a little bit of everything. Yeah. And
0: I guess Of Mice and Men falls more into the more subtle sound work, but...
1: It's still good.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's still important to the movie, as Mm -hmm. is the women, with all that overlapping dialogue.
1: I know. The women is such a banger. It has better technicals than people give it credit for. I wish they were, like, as well preserved because it's not always the best copies you get on streaming of the women, but I still adore it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, my sister's cat.
1: We have a cameo from the Kitty Kitty. Mm -hmm. All right, let me get my original songs here.
0: Yes, that's the next (laughs) category and such a good one as well.
1: It is, I definitely chose so many diverse films. Um, I did Faithful Forever from Gulliver's Travels, you know, it's fine. Wishing from Love Affair, and then The Real Bangers, Over the Rainbow, Ding Dong the Witch is Dead, and We're Off to See the Wizard from The Wizard of Oz. I could have just nominated all Wizard of Oz songs, and I almost did. (laughs)
0: I only nominated the one, but I. See, did you prefer. have restraint.
1: I am just like, why did other people try to make music that year whenever Wizard of Oz just yeah. came into our lives? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent point. So, my nominees are Faithful Forever from Gulliver's Travels. Mm-hmm. Good Morning from Babes in Arms, mm-hmm. Oh Give Me Time for Tenderness from Dark Victory, Over the Rainbow from Wizard of Oz, and Wishing from Love Affair.
1: Nice. See, that's what we're strength gets you, it gets you real variety, not me. I'm just chaos.
0: Yeah. Okay. And that's cool, and that's cool too.
1: I know, I'm just, just flowing chaos, and people will learn that once I announce my winners. (laughs) Okay, so best original score. This is another category where I'm like, oh, other people tried to do music, and then there was the Wizard of Oz. So I was just chaotic and picked Dark Victory, Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz, The Women, and Wuthering Heights.
0: That is a banger lineup.
1: It is, and yet the only one I can recall off the top of my head is The Wizard of Oz. Even Gone with the Wind, I'm like, nope, can't recall a single note right now. I've got Not even all. Terror steam. I mean, I got The Wizard of Oz up in my brain right now. It's just on a oh, loop. Well. It is a banger. <laughs> How about you?
0: My nominees are Alexander Nevsky, The Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, Of Mice and Men, and The Wizard of Oz.
1: See, there you go. There's other films and then there's Wizard of Oz. Okay, well, (laughs) the next category is Best Foreign Film, and I've already announced my one that I have seen because I am not cultured enough i have the rules of the game <laughs> but you have more than i do i know that much
0: yes uh my nominees aside from the rules of the game uh, the rules of the game my other two nominees are um OFG from the netherlands an early douglas cirque movie and then there's the story of the light uh, of the last chrysanthemum
1: See, I'm definitely going to have to check these out, especially Douglas Uh, Sirk. I'm like, dang, Chelsea, how have I not seen this? Just
0: a failure. He had an interesting career.
1: He did. He's a funny guy, and I really like most his films, at least even just visually, if I don't care for the story.
0: I still need to see a lot of his films like Magnificent Obsession and um, All That Heaven Allows and Imitation of Life.
1: I have seen those, and I like those. He is such a lush filmmaker, so I am excited for you to see those.
0: Yeah, I have seen Written on the Wind, so... A, a banger. I at least have an idea of what to expect.
1: It's melodrama, it's fun, it's yes. gorgeous set production, costumes, makeup, Oh, so much fun. And then,
0: so
1: yeah, this next category was difficult. Adapted screenplay, it was, again, like I said, difficult. I really stressed over this one, but I've got Dark Victory, Gone with the Wind, even though I don't like that book that much, it's not great. The Lady Vanishes, The Wizard of Oz, and The Women.
0: That is a really good lineup.
1: It's really difficult to just narrow them down because there's so many things that were based on so many other great things.
0: Yeah. So my nominees are Gone with the Wind, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Lady Vanishes, The Wizard of Oz, and The Women.
1: See? So much overlap. I think we are correct then in this case.
0: Yes. There were other movies that I considered that got looked off. There could have been Stagecoach, there could have been The Four Feathers, and…
1: It was difficult this one. I think Adapted had way more contenders than Original this year, and it just made it so tough. Like it could have… we could have taken some slots from Original, I think, and added to Adapted.
0: Yeah. So next up is original screenplay.
1: Okay, so I had Love Affair, Midnight, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Ninochka, and Only Angels Have Wings.
0: I wanted to give Only Angels Have Wings more nominations, but it was so difficult this year.
1: It was very so difficult. Many good Luckily I'm obsessed with the two stars like unhealthily so it was very easy for me just to fill my categories with that film that I just love it's it's just a delight it might not be the greatest movie in the world but it is the most delightful
0: totally makes sense so my nominees are Midnight Mr. Smith Goes to Washington Ninotchka The Roaring Twenties, and Young Mr. Lincoln.
1: There you go. See, now people have variety. They can sample some of mine, some of yours. We got some good crossover in there.
0: Including the two Billy Wilder and Charles Brackett movies.
1: I mean, you have to have Billy Wilder. If like, if he has done something that year, nine out of 10 times, it's pretty good. Yeah. And even his bad movies are kind of like, I can still watch this.
0: Yeah. So next is Best Supporting
1: Actress. Supporting Actress, let me. Okay, so for some of these, I feel like people could say category fraud or whatever. There's some ensemble. And then there's, I just don't care. This is just how my heart feels. If people can come at me, they can ask me about it later. So, oh, I didn't put these in alphabetical order. Let's see if I can do the alphabet by memory. I have Joan Crawford for the women. She would never go supporting. She would never allow it, but I will because she's supporting in this. Margaret Hamilton, The Wizard of Oz, Olivia de Havilland, Gone with the Wind, Hattie McDaniel, Gone with the Wind, and Rosalind Russell, The Women.
0: Oh, such a good lineup. Supporting I mean,
1: Actress was tough.
0: Yes, and, Like
1: I, my short list was like 10 uh, long, and then I am like, Chelsea, who in your heart do you feel like really deserves the nomination? And it was all 10 of them, but then I just started just You have to be ruthless sometimes,
0: so that's why I'm glad
1: you probably have a few others that I was unable to honor.
0: Yes, I- I couldn't decide on any of the women from the women, even though they were all great. I did nominate- That's why they need like an ensemble
1: award. We need an ensemble. It's so difficult.
0: Yes. So... My nominees are Hattie McDaniel for Gone with the Wind, Olivia de Havilland from Gone with the Wind, Gladys George from The Roaring Twenties, Margaret Hamilton for The Wizard of Oz, and Geraldine Fitzgerald for Watering Heights.
1: Those are great choices. I endorse that completely. I don't know. It's just so difficult when actresses are usually so much more interesting, even in these earlier years where it's like, I don't know. I feel like the 30s was a good time for, quote unquote, women's roles. I think they were always just more interesting than men, but it just, it they just work for me. I don't know.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. But then supporting actor. This one felt like a stretch for me because I had to ask wireman. I asked that a lot in life. <laughs> but here I go. We have Oh, goodness, I didn't do alphabet again. So we're gonna do from memory, Ray Bolger, the Wizard of Oz, Harry Carey, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. <gasps> Leslie Howard gone with the wind only nominated him because he's hot. I just was running out of options. And then, you know, I'm going to do this purposely this way. Claude Rains, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, then Thomas Mitchell for Stagecoach, Only Angels Have Wings Gone with the Wind, Mr. Smith goes to Washington and Hunchback of Notre Dame because he was in five banger films and a nomination for most of those would be pretty good.
0: Yeah, it is incredible that Thomas Mitchell appeared in all five of those films. Yeah.
1: He did such a good job. Exactly. It's like he was thriving that year, and I'm so happy for him. No, that was a great great year. It
0: was. So, my nominees are Ralph Richardson in The Four Feathers, Cedric Hardwick in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Cloud Rains and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Thomas Mitchell in Stagecoach, and Frank Morgan for The Wizard of Oz.
1: The Wizard of Oz is another that just needs an ensemble award because only picking one was very difficult for me.
0: Yeah, I considered like Ray Bolger and Bert Lahr. Like, Mm -hmm. there's so much fun, but... It's
1: just difficult. You have to be ruthless. You have to be ruthless. Yes,
0: you have to be ruthless. Especially when it comes to the next category. Best actress.
1: Oh, yeah, I feel like this will disappoint people. My outcomes. So I, again, me and the alphabet. I have Gene Arthur for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and Only Angels Have Wings. Irene Dunn for Love Affair because I just love Irene Dunn. And then I have Greta Garbo for Nanachka, Vivian Leigh on with the win, Norma Shearer, the women. It was difficult. I had to leave so many names off. I know Betty Davis is going to come from her grave and and she's going to come for me, I know.
0: Yeah. And she's going to come for me, too, because my nominees are Vivian Leigh in Gone with the Wind, Claudette Colbert in Midnight, Jean Arthur and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Greta Garbo in Notchka*, and Judy De- Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz.
1: See, that is such a good lineup, too. Like, the fact that I ha- I left Judy Garland off, I'm like, well, a star is born. She has that year. She doesn't need me. She doesn't need me. Mm. This was so She'll difficult. have her moment. She will have her moment. She will be great. We love Judy.
0: Yes. So next is best actor.
1: And this was so difficult for me because again, men are not as interesting as the actresses. But I went with Clark Gable for Gone with the Wind, Cary Grant for Only Angels Have Wings, Charles Lawton, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Michael Redgrave, The Lady Vanishes, and Jimmy Stewart for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington.
0: That cool. is a great set of Balbinese.
1: It's difficult, because I know, I think we have some overlap, but then you have a different one, perhaps.
0: Yeah, it was difficult for me to choose just five, because it was, like, it, like, the way I would describe it, to describe the strength of this field, is that I couldn't make room for Robert Donut for Goodbye Mr. Chips, so this is just that strong of a year. So, my nominees are Clark Gable in Gone with the Wind*, Charles Lawton in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Michael Redgrave in The Lady Vanishes, James Stewart in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and Burgess Meredith in Of Mice and Men.
1: There you go. A great swap see. Yeah. (sighs)
0: Next is best director.
1: I know. And I'm just looking at this and then I'm like, do I need to make any last second changes? But my brain just can't connect the dots to do that. So we're just going to proceed ahead and let's see. We have Frank Copra for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. We have George Kukor for the women. We have Victor Fleming for Gone with the Wind and The Wizard of Oz. And then Howard Hawks for Only Angels Have Wings.
0: Awesome, what a killer lineup.
1: It is, like any year this would be a perfect lineup. And then I look at yours and I'm like, yep, that's also amazing. Better than most lineups we get today.
0: <laughs> yeah, um. so my nominees are Zoltan Korda for The Four feathers William D. Turrell for The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Mitchell Leeson for Midnight, Frank Capra for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and Victor Fleming for The Wizard of Oz.
1: Again, such a fun and interesting lineup, especially like you compare it to like last year where it's like, oh, I only love one nominee or like so many years where it's like, okay, I get it, but it's not as fun. But these are so much more fun. They are.
0: So next is Best Picture or as they called it back then, Outstanding Production.
1: Oh, and that's probably how they voted on what they thought was outstanding. But my Best Picture nominees are Dark Victory, Gone with the Wind, The Lady Vanishes, Love Affair, Nanotchka, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Only Angels Have Wings, Stagecoach, The Wizard of Oz, and The Women. Again, you had to be ruthless this year, and it was real tough. Yes.
0: So many great films. Like, it's almost unfair. Like, like, having to choose from so many great films, like, I almost like considered like, putting on a spreadsheet. Like, I think I did at one point. Like, which film has to get eliminated? Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, it's easier just to write them all out and then just start scratching them off from there. And then like that's how I did. I hand wrote everything and then I had to type it up and because I'm an old lady and I think best when I write. And this is just what happened, what came out of it. I've changed it so many times.
0: <sighs> so my nominees are The Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Lady Vanishes, Midnight, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Ninotchka, The Roaring Twenties, The Wizard of Oz, and The Women.
1: See? So many bangers. It's like, oh my goodness, I think we really nailed a good niche that the original academy of this time did not i think we really zeroed in on the good ones added a little bit more flavor definitely all right
0: so when we get back we will announce our winners stay tuned after these messages we'll be
1: right back after these
0: Messages will be right back. After these messages will be right back. After these messages will be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. After these messages, messages, we'll we'll be right back. And we're back. So now it is time to announce our winners. Oh boy.
1: I know this is difficult. I'm like, do I change my mind now? Like, as I'm looking at things, have I honored one film too much or one not enough? It's very difficult for me.
0: And very subjective.
1: It is, and now I'm just looking, and I'm like, maybe I should change my mind on some of these. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. Our first category?
0: Let's see. Special effects.
1: Okay, I feel good in this one. So again, my nominees were Gone with the Wind, Only Angels Have Wings, and The Wizard of Oz. My Oscar goes to Only Angels Have Wings. I think there's so many cool sequences in it. It's super fun and it's way more rewatchable than um, Gone with the Wind. And I think it does a little bit more effects wise than Wizard of Oz, like actually like practical effects. But I still love Wizard of Oz. It's a banger. It's rules.
0: And my winner is Surprise, surprise, Wizard of Oz.
1: Because it's a banger.
0: It is. And that tornado is iconic. And everything about it is iconic. Exactly. So next we have best film editing.
1: And mine, I just made a last minute switch. I'm gonna give it to the women because that film is so perfectly paced. It doesn't feel like a film from 80 years ago. It feels so contemporary and I just really dig it. Every little moment works and ignore the remake.
0: Oh yeah, um, have not seen the remake.
1: Don't, it's bad.
0: Yeah. Um... Yes, I like the women a lot, though I will say that I do think that there's this Technicolor sequence that I feel was unnecessary and kind of uh, halted the movie in its tracks. So maybe that's the reason why it isn't in my nominees for film editing, but as it is, my nominees are the Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, Mr. Smith's The Host of Washington, The Roaring Twitters plays in Wizard of Oz, and my Oscar goes to The Wizard of Oz.
1: Very nice. Great choice.
0: Yes, I debated between this and Mr. Smith and Gone with the Wind, but I feel like as much as Gone with the Wind um, had a lot of editing to do like to make that those four hours (laughs) concise it's definitely
1: doing the most it was a difficult
0: production so obviously Hal and James Newcomb had an immense job on the back of their shoulders and Mr. Smith has those great courtroom sequences I feel like The Wizard of Oz is the most rewatchable
1: It's such a good film. There's a reason people still love it today.
0: (sighs) It's timeless. Uh, It is. So next is Best Color Cinematography.
1: Okay, yes. My nominees were Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, Little Princess, Private Lives of Elizabeth and Essex and the Wizard of Oz. And can't believe myself, but I'm going with Gone with the Wind, just because I think they did so much technical work that helped progress film into a new era that it's just so hard to ignore it, even if it's not a film that I am absolutely in love with. I think just on a technical wise, they did so much.
0: Yes, and I had the same nominees as you, and I also have the same winner as you. (laughs) I just feel like, as uh, great as The Wizard of Oz looks, that looks fantastic. And the transition from the black and white to the color is fantastic, Mm -hmm. but...
1: But that's a feat of editing.
0: Oh, yes but I just had to give it to Gone with the Wind.
1: Yeah, One of the best
0: looking movies ever made.
1: It looks so good, even though it's literally doing the most. They like, there's some really cool camera stuff in there and lighting and just how they managed to get what they did. It's just impressive. And so, cinematography, black and white, again, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Lady Vanishes, Only Angels Have Wings, Stagecoach and Wuthering Heights. As much as I love you, Greg Toland, I'm going with Only Angels Have Wings. I just, there's so many beautiful sequences and of course Howard Hawks like was able to capture those. So I I think I needed some love there.
0: Excellent choice. Joseph Walker definitely deserved to win in his career. Like, what was his nomination for his wonderful life?
1: Oh, don't even get me started on that.
0: <laughs> yes, especially when you consider what did win that year.
1: Again, don't even get me started on that that year. Oh. Travesty. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: My winner, well, again, my nominees are The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Of Mice and Men, The Lady Vanishes, *Stagecoach*, and Wolverine Heights, and my winner is The Hunchback of Notre Dame.
1: A great one. There's so much great use of light and shadows. It's just
0: beautiful. And the way they shoot the Roman Cathedral, it's just...
1: It's beautiful.
0: It, yeah. It's a work of art, and William Dieterle really knew how to make a visually stunning movie.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: I am looking forward to seeing Portrait of Jenny, personally.
1: Oh, that'll be a good one for you. I'm excited for you.
0: Yeah. Next is Best Art Direction.
1: Okay, let me take a gander at my list again. I had Gone with the Wind, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Stagecoach, The Wizard of Oz, and Wuthering Heights. And then I went with Gone with the Wind just because level of difficulty, if anything. And it was so hard between this and Wizard of Oz, but I just had to go with the, the level of difficulty.
0: That is a completely deserving choice. Like, it is a level of difficulty and just a technical feat. So, my nominees were Alexander Nevsky, The Four of Feathers, Gone with the Wind, The Hunchback of Dr. Dom, and The Wizard of Oz. And I went with The Wizard of Oz.
1: Again, I'm glad you did because now we can split the love between the two. It's kind of wild to me, Wizard of Oz just like didn't sweep so many of these technical awards and it's time. It's truly wild to yeah. me. Yeah, it only got like four nominations, Oh five. Like just a handful, it was not much.
0: Yeah, it's almost a miracle that it even got nominated. Like it had to have had like just this groundswell of support.
1: Yeah, it's just, I don't even know. I think because Gone with the Wind and the same director, it just made it harder for the Wizard of Oz to be like.
0: Yeah. Just because it wasn't it wasn't,
1: them- it wasn't even that much of a hit compared to a lot of the other nominees. It was uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I loved it.
0: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure MGM was also involved with Gone is the Wind for reasons I'm to, to do with like Clark Gable, they loaned him out to uh, David O. Salsnick and United Artists.
1: Oh yeah, and there was so many politics behind that and that people were so happy with it even if it yeah. wasn't their film. Yeah. Yeah. But let me um... Let me see what category is next.
0: Best costume design.
1: Oh, yes. Where I have, like, what, one nominee that I made on the spot? (laughs) Two, three. What was it? Gone with the Wind, Weathering Heights with Wizard of Oz. I am very pro Wizard of Oz. I feel very good in that. Those are costumes we are still dressing up for for Halloween today.
0: Yes, (laughs) definitely. They are iconic. So my nominees were Alexander Nevsky, The Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, The Wizard of Oz and Wolverine Heights. I go with Gone with the Wind.
1: That makes perfect sense. I mean, I can't argue with that. There's so much that goes into the artistry.
0: Yeah. I. It was the I did consider it the Wizard of Oz, but I ultimately had to go with the great gowns, the beautiful gowns.
1: Great gowns, beautiful gowns. Sometimes the most wins for a reason, because yes. level of difficulty. Okay. Alrighty, let me think. And
0: What's not on? and not like the uh, in your kind or they're bragging about. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness, no, that's a different kind of doing the most that just hurts me, like I like some of his stuff, but oof, he really tests me, the Lord is testing me.
0: So next is Best Makeup.
1: Okay, this is another where I had like a few nominees. Gone with the Wind, Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Wizard of Oz, and I am going with The Hunchback of Notre Dame.
0: That is a completely deserving choice again. Like, creating the look of The Hunchback and transforming Charles Lawton is not an easy feat. And recreating Victor Hugo's character, that's a little difficulty that some people may not realize, but it looks great.
1: It does. It looks pretty cool for its time. What about you?
0: So my nominees were *Gone with the Wind*, *Goodbye, Mr. Chips*, *The Hunchback of Notre Dame*, *The Private Lives of Elizabeth and Essex*, and *The Wizard of Oz*. And I had to go with *The Wizard of Oz*.
1: Another great one. Like, had I not known as much as I did about how bad the makeup hurt so many of the actors i probably wouldn't i probably would have maybe leaned towards it but i don't know it's such a great when you just paint somebody green and you become an icon shrek goes yeah. so much to her so much
0: absolutely <laughs> like like going with the most iconic look
1: I mean, you have to. You have to at a certain point. Like, come on. All right. What was next? So,
0: sound recording.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. I had some oddball nominees. I had gone with the win. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Only angels have wings stagecoach and the women. And you know what? I am going with Mr. Smith goes to Washington because all that overlapping dialogue and so many people talking had to be a nightmare on that sound recordist. And I just wish he got a fruit basket. I hope he got so many rewards in his life. So many treats. Because he managed to make it sound great and make everybody sound clear, even though so much was going on.
0: Mr. Smith Goes to Washington really has a lot of great sound work. Sorry, I missed, um, you did go with Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, right? Yeah, The um, John P. Lividere was the sound reporter for that movie. He also did movies like Can't Take It With You, and he won for From Here to Eternity. And he's just, um,
1: he's just such a talent. And again, I'm so glad he's actually won something because I just, you're much better at recalling these people than I am. But I think he did such a good job and you can see how somebody doing such technical work here could go record a masterpiece like From Here to Eternity. It just makes sense in my head like the linear path yes. of that.
0: Absolutely. He also won for movies like One Night of Love and The Jolson Story, but he did his hey, best on he those he was a movies.
1: favorite. I bet the sound, it, it sounded good. You could hear the words. <laughs> I'm going to try to be nice yeah. to this Phil, to some bad films. <laughs> he didn't write the yeah. scripts. He only tried to make <laughs> them sound good. <laughs> he did his best. Yeah.
0: Nothing against him.
1: No, no, great gowns, beautiful gowns.
0: Yes. (laughs) So, my nominees were *The Four Feathers*, *Gone with the Wind*, *Of Mice and Men*, *The Wizard of Oz*, and *The Women*. And my winner is *The Wizard of Oz*. I
1: exactly. How do you? You can't argue with it. Like it's *The Wizard of Oz*. Yeah.
0: And. I guess next is best song, and I don't think there's much suspense
1: here. I mean, (laughs) I I feel like there was only one real song that year, and it was Over the Rainbow. Like I don't even need to list my other nominees, just go listen to Over the Rainbow. Everybody's recorded a version, go listen to the original, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so many people have recorded their own version, and there's just one guy I know his version is iconic, but I can't remember his name. But I still go back to Judy's version as the it's Judy. Version. It's
1: always Judy. She's the one.
0: Just she captures the right tone of melancholy and wistfulness. Yep.
1: Exactly, and everyone just feels like a pale imitation to me.
0: Yeah. So, So, next is Best Original Score.
1: I mean, I had Dark Victory, Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz, The Women, and Wuthering Heights, but I'm not a fool. I picked The Wizard of Oz. I'm not going to disrespect it like that and say any other film had better score than it. No. It's perfect. No notes. And
0: my nominees were... Alexander Nevsky, Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, Of Nice and Men, and The Wizard of Oz. And I also went with The Wizard of Oz. This was Herbert Stothert's moment. Yes,
1: the We'd man, love you the Max Steiner the legend.
0: Yes, we love you, Max Steiner, and Gone with the Wind, you score, will live on, Terry theme, will live on, but... <laughs> gotta give it to Herb and The Wizard of Oz.
1: Amazing. Love to see it.
0: So next we have foreign film.
1: Well, I had the one, (laughs) the rules of the game. So that's my winner.
0: I also have the one, the rules of the game. (laughs) And
1: yeah. Unanimous.
0: Not much much else to say other than it's a masterpiece.
1: And it's the only one I saw. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So
0: next is Best Adapted Screenplay.
1: Such a good category. Again, my nominees were Dark Victory, Gone with the Wind, even though I don't like that movie that much. I think it's a pretty solid script. Lady Vanishes, The Wizard of Oz, and my winner is The Women. I feel like most scripts wish it could be The Women.
0: Oh, good choice. Like, that is, uh, but scripts like those. Like, or it's based off a play, and and such a goldmine for great dialogue, for great actors to just bounce off of.
1: It doesn't even feel like a play whenever they adapt it. They did so good.
0: So my nominees were Gone with the Wind, The Hunchback of Voldemort, The Lady Vanishes, The Wizard of Oz, and The Women. And I go with Gone with the Wind.
1: It was a lot of writing. I just admire that person for trying to make it into a movie script because it's a lot of book and the book is not very good.
0: Yeah, I just... I gave it to Sidney Howard basically because of your reasoning. I just feel like it must have been a nightmare to try and condense this movie, which is, which ended up being this four hour epic and distill it to be the best possible translation onto the movie screen.
1: Ah, I agree, it's just so much and I'm just like, whew, they did a lot of work, good on them. Yes.
0: So next is best original screenplay.
1: All right. My originals were Love Affair, Midnight, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Nanotchka and Only Angels Have Wings. I have to go with Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. It still resonates today. I think the my only problem is I wish there was like maybe two more minutes at the very end, but it also just ends on such a cheesy, uplifting moment. And it doesn't bother me too much, even though I wish there was a little bit more. So I, I dig it. I just it's such a tight script.
0: yes um i guess i would share that same issue with mr smith's to washington like the ending's a bit abrupt but i can't resist just the charms
1: it's abrupt and but it's just so heartwarming and cute and like frank capra he's just a cornball and sometimes you just need a little bit of cheesy cornball in your film and it's okay everything else yeah. before that is just so fun.
0: Yeah, and Capra was a master of doing that. Uh mm-hmm. read. My nominees were Midnight, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Ninotchka, The Roaring Twenties, and Young Mr. Lincoln. And I went with Mr. Smith Goes to Washington
1: Unanimous, we're correct. It's so good. Yay! Oh, I love it.
0: So next is best supporting actress.
1: Yes, mine were Joan Crawford and Rosalind Russell for the women, Olivia De Havilland and Hattie McDaniel for *Gone with the Wind*, and then Margaret Hamilton for *The Wizard of Oz*, and. I am not gonna take away Hattie's Oscar. I think, yes, it is a trope, the Mammy character, but it's not, even in that time, the Mammy that you expect. She is fighting up against stuff. She actually has a little bit more agency, even though it is a slave character. And I just think about all the barriers Hattie had to deal with and how we are in no position to judge her. And I think I wanna keep this groundbreaking win because she deserved it, she earned it. She is kind of the heart of the film. And I've seen this film many times. It was my best friend in high school, her favorite film. She got me the Blu-ray for my birthday, all them years ago and I still have it. And so, yeah, I just, I really have a soft spot in my heart for Hattie and all the shit she had to go through. Apologies for cursing. (laughs) Oh, no worries.
0: That's fine. I'm fine with cursing.
1: Cool. I tried to keep it only one bad word, but multiple times. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So... My nominees were Hattie McDaniel and Olivia de Havilland for Gone with the Wind, Gladys George for The Roaring Twenties, Margaret Hamilton for The Wizard of Oz, and Jodie Fitzgerald for Wuthering Heights. And... After a lot of belaboring, I have to, I have to, Patty McDaniel, gone with
1: the wind. Oh, you just changed. Here's the thing. I think we both like Margaret Hamilton, if we could have a tie, it would be Margaret Hamilton. She's so good and iconic and any other year I would want her to win. And it's just so difficult because I'm looking at my lineup and any of these would be incredible winners. It's so difficult. She's the Wicked Witch like yeah everyone still knows who she is and she just her impression that voice
0: <sighs> yeah this was like this is honestly one of the greatest years you know, for this category in particular I it mean, really Olivia is
1: I, I mean Olivia li- de Havilland
0: would have also been a great winner
1: she's so good because she has to play like earnest and kind in a way that it's not grating or annoying, especially when you have Scarlet, who's just like this wild and many would say unlikable character. I'm like, she's just nuanced. Come on, y'all. I think it's fun. But Olivia is just such a cool almost breakout role in a way to where audiences have to take notice of her. She's not just a love interest. So and then the women, I just want every woman and the woman to win. And there's only women yeah. in that category. I want even the animals to win.
0: Yes. It's almost like a Jane Darwald versus Judas Anderson the next year. it's like
1: <sighs> If we could have ties, this is why. Yes. <sighs> it's okay. I had to change my supporting actor winner at the very last minute just because I will, I will explain it more after I announce. So my nominees were Harry Carey, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, Ray Bolger, The Wizard of Oz, Leslie Howard, Gone with the Wind, Claude Rains, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. and. When I rewatched Mr. Smith, I was like, it's gonna be Claude Rains. I just know in my heart it's gonna be Claude Rains. But then I'm rewatching all these films for this year. And it's like, so Thomas Mitchell manages to be amazing in Stagecoach and Only Angels Have Wings and Gone with the Wind and Mr. Smith goes to Washington and Hunchback of Notre Dame. I have to give it to him. It's just so difficult for me. But then I reason in my heart that I would give Claude Rains wins in other years for like Casablanca and Notorious. I think he's such a great actor. And so if I can give him wins in the future, I will let Thomas Mitchell keep his Oscar. I'm like, this is the depth of like, unwell I am reasoning with myself. It's so difficult.
0: Reasoning with ourselves. It's so
1: difficult for
0: me. And it can be difficult because you might change your mind in the future.
1: I, I truly but, do. It's like, Claude Reigns is so good and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Like, in my heart going into this, I was like, oh no, he's my winner. Easily. And then I'm like, maybe he's not. <laughs> so, I surprised myself.
0: So, my nominees are Ralph Richardson for The Four Feathers, Cedric Hardwick for The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Loud Reigns for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Thomas Mitchell for Stagecoach, and Frank Morgan for The Wizard of Oz. And after, I gave this a lot of thoughts, but ever since I saw the movie, I knew I had a winner, and it is Ralph Richardson for The Four Feathers.
1: There you go, you gotta follow your heart. This was an oddly difficult category. Normally I don't think the su- like the men actors are very interesting, but this year, them supporting actors, they really snuck up on me.
0: Yeah, this um sometimes the men categories can actually produce some inspired nominees and actually be somewhat interesting for a change. I know. It's not like we're talking about 2015
1: or (sighs) this, where the true winner should have been Jacob Tremblay in Room
0: (laughs) yeah oh if you have me on for 2015
1: I will passionately give like an essay of why he is the only man
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that child
1: okay speaking of best actor This was very difficult for me. And I have another like weird string theory reasoning for some things. (laughs) So my nominees were Clark Gable for Gone With the Wind, Cary Grant, Only Angels Have Wings, Charles Lawton, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Michael Redgrave for The Lady Vanishes, and James Stewart, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Okay. I will always give Cary Grant an award. Like you put him in a category, I'm gonna vote for him. I have, I cannot be biased. Like I just, I have no chill. So Cary Grant would be my winner if I just had to follow my heart. But if I could go back in time and give him a win for the awful truth, I would say Jimmy Stewart for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington should win this year. I am unwell. I don't know why you have me on here. <laughs> <laughs> I put too much string theory thoughts into this, like, I feel like the Always Sunny, like, picture of Charlie Day with the crazy string board when I'm just explaining <laughs> awards.
0: I think we're, we're all that at some point, That just that gif.
1: I am that right now, just being like, Cary Grant should win, but if he had won for the awful truth, then Jimmy Stewart should have won. That That is literally my thing.
0: Yes, uh, I do that so many times, like, okay, if I'm going to give an actor an award here, and then I can give this actor an award here.
1: Exactly! It's like, then I feel like I'm getting all my favorites covered. Ha <sighs> Difficult
0: choices. So, my nominees were Clark Gable in God with the Wind, Charles Lawton in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Michael Redgrave in The Lady Vanishes, James Stewart in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and Burgess Meredith in The Vice of the Man. And I had to go with James Stewart, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington.
1: Such a good win, he should have won that year. He should have. I'm gl- I don't even mind his makeup win for Philadelphia Story because that film is a oh, banger. He's, he's so good in that, and so is Carrie Grant. Oh, just so many hot people in one film. I realize we skipped over best actress, but I had to talk about my string board theories, and yes. I love those men. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're
0: awesome! So Moving on to Best Actress.
1: Again, this category was so difficult in my heart. So we just have to pretend like we live in a world where Irene Dunn won for the awful truth or Theodora Goes Wild because that movie is wild and I love it. And then, okay, so my nominees, Jean Arthur, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and Only Angels Have Wings, Vivian Lee, Gone with the Wind, Greta Garbo, Ninotchka. Norma Shearer, The Women, and then Irene Dunn, Love Affair. And then, again, I have no chill. I love Jean Arthur in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and Only Angels Have Wings. I don't care which one she wins for. I just want her to win. She rules. She is, I feel like she does not get enough love. I can't believe she only got one nomination in her entire career and she is a co-lead with jimmy stewart i'm just like she comes in she has her own story and agency and they're just so awesome together and then her and carrie grant are just hot like that's hot people rights i love them yeah so there's again me going off because i love actresses greta garbo she could win for anything and i would be happy she could have won this year i'm great vivian lee don't worry the future is good for you in one you got oh, another yes. win you got streetcar you're good you don't need this one even though you're an icon and amazing in that role yeah.
0: just 12 years ago so my nominees were vivian lee in gone with the wind claudette colbert in midnight jean arthur and mr smith goes to washington rena garbo in ninochka and Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz, and
1: that is such I a difficult lineup you have there because I'm looking at Judy Garland, I could not find room. Claudette Colbert, I feel like she doesn't get enough love. She's so good in so many things. Oh, I love your lineup.
0: Yeah, Claudette was one of the last minute additions I made but because I love Betty Davis, I love Irene Dunn,
1: it's so difficult but, when there are so many good ones. Like Betty Davis is gonna haunt us now. She's coming for us.
0: Yeah. I have recovered a couple of years later. So I don't feel I need to worry that much. So my winner is Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind.
1: Again, I felt bad that I took away her Oscar because That is just one of those star is born performances, like when the material and the actor match so well, she gets to play like a messy anti hero like she's not likable. But you still love her like she's so immensely watchable. And this is just one of the best, best actress years. And thank goodness Louise Reiner was not here because I'm going to slander her for stealing other people's Oscars.
0: I know someone who won't be happy with that.
1: I know. (laughs) I don't feel bad, though.
0: (laughs) Mm. And... So next is... Best Director.
1: Okay, this is, again, very difficult. Because I want to honor multiple things, and I cannot... Although it'd be funny if I could. So we have Frank Capra, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, George Cukor, The Women, Victor Fleming, Gone with the Wind, and The Wizard of Oz. I made those separate. And then um, Howard Hawks, Only Angels Have Wings. And, okay, I'm really debating just a last minute change right now. But no. Victor Fleming, he did what the other girls couldn't do literally because he came in and cleaned up other people's messes. And I'm going to go him for The Wizard of Oz because that was a literal trash fire of a production. How many times did they go through directors that just couldn't do it? And he just came in. He got to work. He's like, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do Gone with the Wind and this. And he made a perfect film and then a historically messy film. So he should win for The Wizard of Oz.
0: Yes. So, my nominees are Zoltan Korda for The Four Feathers, William Dietro for The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Rachel Leeson for Midnight, Frank Capra for Mr. Smith's Ghost Washington, and Victor Fleming for The Wizard of Oz, and I go with Victor Fleming for The Wizard of Oz. See,
1: so For the reasons
0: that you've described. Like, he had to come in and
1: it was deal such with a disaster of a production. The fact that he came in and made a masterpiece out of a mess. I'm just—that's what yeah. directors do.
0: And he had to contend with uh, th- with they Dave- with the producers David O. Selznick, Marvin LeRoy, Arthur Freed, like
1: just a mess of humans. Yeah, that just didn't know what they wanted, and he managed to satisfy everyone. Uh Yeah. Okay.
0: And that's what a really great director should be able to do, is steer production in the right path, Mm -hmm. the right direction.
1: Yeah. Okay. So.
0: Next is the big one.
1: It is. And I've got, I feel like a controversial win. I'm going with my favorite movie as the winner, but I will read my nominees again. So we have Dark Victory, Gone with the Wind, The Lady Vanishes, Love Affair, Nanochka, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Only Angels Have Wings, Stagecoach, The Wizard of Oz. And my winner is The Women because it is one of my favorite films of all time. The fact that it did not get a single Oscar nomination just really irks me. It should have at least maybe like a screenplay or a story or something yeah i just adore this film it's one i can actually show people and it pretty much holds up it's so much fun and not a single man except for george kukor who is like wink wink a friend we'll say yeah i know controversial people are gonna be like don't have her back
0: It is... yeah, I love that choice. It's just...
1: I told you I was chaos. I told you. I warned you.
0: And it's so true to you.
1: It really is. I am that Sersha Ronan gif.
0: <laughs> so, my nominees are... Four Feathers, Gone with the Wind, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Lady Vanishes, Midnight, Inotchka, the Roaring Twenties, Wizard of Oz, and The Woman. And I have to go with the most iconic, The Wizard of Oz.
1: See, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I feel like that's like the correct one that like would look best with history. You are not an agent of chaos like myself. <laughs> no, that's a such a good win.
0: I do wonder what my instincts will lead me to in the future, but for now, you can't go wrong with the classics.
1: You can't go wrong with The Wizard of Oz. Like, there's a reason it's endured and we don't question it like we do a lot of these films, including actual Winter Gone with the Wind. Like, it just, I don't know, it just feels like the correct choice even though I would give it to the women because, again, agent of chaos.
0: Yeah, and... there is something to be said about, like, recognizing the distinction between what is my favorite film of the year, what feels like it represents a, a certain year the Oh best.
1: yeah, for sure. It's kind of like, like, I feel like Parasite is the correct Best Picture winner, but it was not my favorite film that year. It was in like my top 10, but it feels like the correct winner. So yeah, that's what I would compare and, it to. It's like I went with my favorite film just to be a little different, but the correct answer is The Wizard of Oz.
0: As in, I would also like bring up something like Nomadland, which... Uh, um, even, even if it's not someone's number one film of year it does feel like the movie that feels
1: like the best picture yeah. I do love Nomadland though, I cried I love it, whenever love you get to too. that one in the hundred years almost literally <laughs> I'll be there, I'll be for Nomadland
0: yeah I love it such a good movie oh yeah me and this was just such a great year for film it's pretty
1: good it's not one of my favorites i think more people love the films of this year more than i do i think i respect a lot of them more than I love them. But it was really fun just revisiting them and just seeing the historical impact, like even something silly like Love Affair with Irene Dunn. It's not one of my favorite movies in the world, but it gave me so many other like remakes of that film and ones that I love, so I'm fine with it. It just, I have to give respect where it's due.
0: Absolutely. So I guess now is a good time to answer the audience questions. So Owen Daly had four questions.
1: Oh, okay. Here we go. Is
0: 1939 as great a year as many believe it to be all these years later?
1: I think I kind of just answered that. Um, It's pretty good, it's pretty solid. I think you see a, a shift in filmmaking. Um, I see why people would say it's one of the greats, just because the highs are really high, even something like Gone with the Wind and Mr. Smith and the women, there's like so much to choose from, but it's not one of my favorite years by any means. Yeah.
0: Um... I guess I would have to say yes to that question. Like, I agree. It is one of uh, those really great years, and it earns its reputation. Like, it gave me something like The Hunchback of Notre Dame and The Four Feathers, uh, two movies that I've grown to really appreciate and love. And those are are just two underrated gems in such a stacked year that pushed so many boundaries for what filmmaking could achieve and what acting could achieve how it could be modern and so many other things nice so next is thomas mitchell in 1939 the most impressive output for a single actor in one year in the history of cinema
1: I would say maybe of his era but i also remember jessica chastain had like a thousand movies come out in 2011 and when the help is like her fourth or fifth best and she's incredible in that problematic film i'm just like maybe not forever but banger after banger like so many good films he is so impressive i am so happy he has an oscar it it might be for one film, but it's secretly for all of them. Like he's just somebody we couldn't ignore.
0: Definitely. So I um I'm not sure if I could say the most. I know there are some that I still need to see, like Grace Kelly had her movies with Hitchcock as well as The Country Girl. And It was a good John one. I, yeah. And then John C. Riley was in like five films in 2002.
1: Oh, that John C. Riley's a really good one because when you have like Chicago and the Hours and then like 40 other things, he's, I again, John C. Riley, underrated babe. We, I love him.
0: Yeah. He almost feels like the Thomas Mitchell of 2002.
1: He really is. So John C. Riley, that's our answer.
0: (laughs) Is Over the Rainbow the greatest original song winner?
1: Ooh, maybe. I need to maybe scroll through the other winners, but like, it is one of the greats. Let me, um, let me scroll through and see I'm trying to think the 80s had some really good winners I, I gotta say like and then I am that girl that loves breakfast well I don't love the film Breakfast at Tiffany's but I'm an Audrey Hepburn historian and Moon River it gets me
0: yeah I'm just gonna have to say in a vacuum yes like I'm sure there's something that are blanking for my mind right now, but I can't think of many or any that have left such a historical mark, a cultural mark as Over the Rainbow.
1: I could be very basic and say a bunch of the Disney ones, like Under the Sea and Beauty and the Beast and A Whole New World and Can You Feel the Love Tonight? It's like, I could be that cheap and throw those out there and be like, those are incredible. Like... But no, Over the Rainbow, I just feel like sets a whole different bar for the category because you look at other stuff that's won in that era and you've never heard of these things in your whole life.
0: When you look, even when you look to before uh, the winners before Over the Rainbow.
1: Yeah, it's like the big broadcast of 1938, thanks for the memory. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> Sweet Leilana. <laughs> uh, it's just Lullaby of Broadway, the Continental, yeah. like, I don't know, it just feels like a turning point because like right after we get Over the Rainbow, we get the Pinocchio song, and
0: Yes, I was gonna bring that up. When you wish upon a star, another like, immortal song we yeah. will live on forever.
1: And again, Disney just really had these bangers.
0: Yeah. That's and a good then, question. And then um, their last question is favorite cast member of women.
1: Oh. I mean, I just <laughs> I feel like I was just stopped in my tracks. Okay, let me think. This is very difficult for me. Um, hmm. Let me look at the cast real quick just to make sure I'm correct. I don't know, Terry, the dog in the salon, is a pretty good one. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna go Rosalind Russell because I just I recently watched another film she's a Night Must Fall, and it just feels like such a such a mistake for her. So whenever she's in a comedy, I just feel like we have found her superpower. We have set her free. She's incredible. So I'm gonna go Rosalind Russell. But Joan Crawford's like right there. I love Joan Crawford. Yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah. There are so many good ones. Paulette Goddard, yeah. incredible.
0: Yeah, choosing like in, in choosing a standout in an, in such an incredible ensemble can be difficult. I guess Rosalind Russell is up there. She's great in here, and as for what she did in *Night Fall*, I do feel like she's overshadowed by Robert Montgomery.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just more material than anything. But oh, I also want to shout yeah. out Norma Shearer because a lot of people are a little salty about her. And I think she's actually a pretty good performer. Like, even though she had a massive amount of privilege, I think she was incredibly talented, especially in comedy. And so I love
0: her in the Divorcee.
1: She's so good in so many things. And again, one of the most privileged people like working and her time, but she had the, she had the talent. I got to give it to her.
0: And her brother was Douglas.
1: I know. We love that sound.
0: Yeah. And I guess I'd also want to sing a Paulette Goddard because I love so Paulette good. Goddard.
1: So So I just named like so many cast members. Um, so I will try not to list all of them, but she rules. Like, yeah. all of these, all of these gals yeah. rule. Yeah.
0: So, Zita Short asked, why was Irene done in Academy Favorites?
1: I think she just, she did have a range. Like, she could do so much, like, I ha- I, re- I watched Cimarron. It's tragic and awful, and her character sucks, but I think she managed to modulate some things alright, but I don't know. I love Irene Dunn, so I'm not gonna argue with her being nominated. Like, again, I said, Theodore goes wild, it's wild, and I have such a good time with it, The Awful Truth, I think she should've won for it. I'm a fan. I like her. She's wild.
0: She's lovely. Um, I just wanted to ask you, have you seen showboats?
1: Showboat? No, I have not. I was told I wouldn't like it, so it's not high on my list. Uh, Do you think I would like um, it? I am chaotic.
0: I would say he should at least give, a Irene I'll give it a chance. Irene Guns there. That's true. Uh, Paul Robeson, I think he's excellent.
1: Mm.
0: And his his performance of Old Brain River is just great.
1: I'll check it out, I, I will now. Because I was told, eh, Chelsea, it's not really for you, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll
0: see. Um, I would agree with the points that you brought up, like, and she just seemed like someone who was really well liked in her time.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's, she seemed like professional and everything and, I just I think she just really fit the time and had really good timing. And I don't know. She was also just working with the right people like Leo McCary. So it's hard to argue. I, I don't want to argue against her nominations. I think Cimarron's the only one that I think's tragically horrible. But that's because the film's horrible.
0: Yeah, uh, she's the closest thing to something good that movie has.
1: Yeah, that uh, film is tragic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, finally, Fritz and the Oscars asked, "Do you think every actress would have won for Gone with the Wind, or was, or could only Vivian Lee have beaten Betty Davis?"
1: Well, I guess I don't understand the question. Um. Well, um we say
0: the like could only Vivian Lee have made Scarlett O'Hara the oh, candidate? Okay. Uh,
1: I think Vivian Lee is perfect casting, just having seen all the other people and something else and something. So I don't know. I think I think it is a role tailor-made for Oscar, as long as the film came together, just because it was so popular, it was always going to make money, and so, yeah, I think, I think Vivian Lee has that special quality, but I do think whoever had it was gonna win, as long as the movie was good, they were gonna win, but. Yeah. Yeah. It was gonna be a hit no matter what. It was so popular. And honestly, Betty Davis had already won a few times at this point. So it's like, come on, like, she's fine. Betty is fine.
0: Yeah. The closest who came to taking that role besides Vivian was I think was Paulette Goddard.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think she would have done a good job. Like if this was Broadway and it's a play and you're changing actresses, I think Paulette would have been great. I think she's a great actress though. But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So
0: what a year. So thank you, Chelsea, for coming back on to talk about Nineteen
1: thirty-nine. Oh, no! Thank you for having me on. Sorry, I like almost closed a window. I needed to keep open, but I had fun revisiting this, and can't wait for the next one.
0: Yeah, nineteen forty is going to be big. Just there's,
1: from. it's like. I've been watching more of the 30s lately just cuz I had so many blind spots, but the 40s are where it's at. There are so many good ones. There's so many bad ones, but when it's good, it's great. Yeah. Like you have the Philadelphia story coming up and that's just like so soothing.
0: I'm going to rewatch that just to see if my opinion will change. Who knows. But I still have hopes that I'll love it as much as I did the first time. And I watched Rebecca twice.
1: Oh, Rebecca's good. Don't watch the new one. I love Lily James, uh, but don't watch the new one.
0: I think I have watched the new one. (laughs) And I don't know why I did.
1: (laughs) Because it was there on Netflix. That's why. Yeah. Uh, No, you have such a good year ahead of you. I'm excited.
0: Yeah so uh, where can we find you on social media?
1: I'm Chell725 on Twitter and Letterboxd mostly those are the important ones and then I have the Untitled Cinema Gals podcast we've been on a bit of a hiatus just because I've been moving and stuff but we're coming back soon, we have a bunch of episodes recorded and yeah, that's my stuff
0: I look forward to all of it Yeah. and as for me you can find me on Twitter at GabetheJoker the Joker with two underscores. you can find me on Instagram at GabeCorn with a single underscore. You can find me on letterbox at Mr. Hulo and be sure to follow the alternate Oscars account on Twitter at alternate Oscars should be fairly easy to find and I also, I'm a writer for Keith Loves Movies, be sure to read my reviews, and also those of my colleagues. Be sure to rate and review this podcast for visibility's sake, be sure to subscribe, and until the next episode, sit back and relax, cheers and enjoy, and thank you for listening to the alternate Oscars.